My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, my dear brother and sisters, sisters in Christ, in our responsorial psalm, David says, I will walk in the presence of God in the light of the living. And in fact, what catches my attention is what he says, or where he says, now I know that God with me. Now I know that God is with me. In God, in whose promise I glory, in God I trust without fear. What can flesh do against me? Now I know that God is with me. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it is very important for us to always have this at the back of our minds. That is Psalm 56, verse 10, going. God is Emmanuel. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us. It is very important for us to always have this at the back of our minds. When we lose sight of the presence or we lose or we forget the truth of the fact that God is with us, sometimes we get worried and we are scared. Look, when God says he loves you, he loves me, he means it. God is not like man. Who will say one thing and be thinking of something else? Or will be thinking of something else and be saying something else? When God says, I love you, he means it. In Isaiah 49, yeah, Isaiah 49 verse 16, he says, Even if a mother should forget the child which is still sucking a baby, even if a mother you know, it's abnormal for a mother. It's just abnormal. But even in the rarest of cases, should it happen that a mother forgets the baby, God says he will never forget you. Think about that. He will never forget you. In Jeremiah 31 verse 3, he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Despite what you do, I love you. Despite who you are, I love you. Despite what you will do, I love you. God's love never changes and his love never fades. God, so when you, know, when you love somebody, you always want to be in the presence of the person. Or you always want to be close to the person you love. So that is what happens. God loves us. For God so loved the world, he was even ready to die for us. And he demonstrated that to us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Think about that. While we were sinners, Jesus died for us because of his love. So what else wouldn't he do? Romans 8 verse 31 to 32. What else wouldn't he do for us? So when God says, I love you, he means it. And David came to that consciousness. You see, God never leaves us. God is always with us. 
it is us who sometimes forget his presence and it's painful think about it somebody who loves you is close by you and you are not paying attention to the person you are neglecting the person we grieve god's heart when we neglect him when we are not conscious of his presence when we don't talk to him and that is why saint paul will tell us pray without season in other words be in touch with god be conscious of the presence of god that is what it means to pray without season and when we are conscious of his presence what it means is that we will walk in his presence we will live in his presence so david declares declares I will walk in the presence of God, in the light of the living. I will walk. It's a decision he made. And that is a decision you and I must also make consciously to always think about the, the, the Lord, to always think of his presence. And when we are conscious of his presence, dear friends, we will enjoy peace and joy. We will enjoy the favor, the presence. You know, Psalm 16, 11 says, In his presence there is fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And there are pleasures forever. No pleasure on earth can be compared to what we get in the presence of the Lord. In fact, all human pleasure, transient as they are, they cannot be compared to the presence of the Lord. That is why David will say, as for me, I prefer to be in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. I prefer to be a gate man in the house of the Lord. Psalm 84 verse 1, uh, verse, verse 10. Psalm 84 verse 10. I prefer to be in the presence of the Lord, to be a gate man in the house of the Lord, than to be feasting anywhere else. Think about that. What is it about the presence of the Lord? So when he says, now I know that God is with me, God has always been with him. God is always with us, no matter, in fact, he's closer to us than our skin. In fact, he lives in us. God in us. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5.5. 5. Please, we must have this consciousness in our hearts. And once we have this consciousness in our hearts, Friends, we can never be worried. It's true. It's possible. Jesus says, do not worry. Why? It's possible not to be worried. It's possible to live a stress-free life. And that is what God wants us to, to have. So when we have that consciousness, now I know that God is with me. You are walking. You are cooking, you are dancing, you are reading, whatever you are doing, you are working, you know God is with you. What else? What else? Nothing can shake you. But more often than not, we listen to facts. We look at the facts and ignore the truth. More often, we look at the facts and ignore the truth. What do I mean? The fact of the matter is that right now you may be going through trouble. These are facts. You may be sick. These are facts. We don't deny the facts. But the truth overrides the facts. Jesus is the truth. And the truth is that I am with you. He says, I will be with you when you go through fire. When? Not if. It means troubles will come. 
challenges will come. When you go through the fire, when you walk through the water, I will be with you. That is the truth. The fact is that you are going through fire. The fact is that you are going through water. You are going through tough times. But the truth is that God is with you. And once he is with you, the presence of God doesn't mean there's absence of trouble. No. In fact, peace is the presence of God, not the absence of trouble. When God is with us, even in the midst of trouble, we can have peace. It's possible. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. John 16, verse 33. In this world, you will have trouble, but rejoice and be glad, because I have overcome the world. So the facts are that we will have trouble. But the truth is that we have overcome the world because Jesus has done it. And who is it that overcomes the world? The one who believes that Jesus is the Lord. And we are believers. No believer is anyone who is overcome by trouble or challenges is not a believer in that sense. You have not yet believed to the full. And that is what he meant in the gospel when he says, Embrace the word of God. But as for the seed that fell on rich soil, they are the ones who, when they have heard the word, embrace it with a generous heart. The others all, what happened? When trouble came, they gave up. When trouble came, they forgot of the truth and they based on the facts. The facts are that you are going through trouble. But the truth is that God is with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? David says it in the responsible psalm. It's there. He says, In God in whose promise I glory, in God I trust without fear. What can flesh do against me? Flesh represents anything that we feel. Anything, our feelings. But remember, we are Christians. We walk by faith, not by sight. Not by our feelings. And this is the consciousness God wants us to have. Every day, God is with you. Every day, God is with us. And if he is with us, why should we be afraid? Why should we be afraid? Nothing can happen to us negatively. Nothing. God is with us. But the fact is that challenges will come. But the truth is that no challenge can overcome us. No challenge can defeat us. We are undefeatable. As Christians, he says, we are more than conquerors. Why? Because of the love of God in us. We are more than conquerors. Not just conquerors. We are not conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Why? Because God is with us. And he is with us and fighting for us and with us. A conqueror gets into a battle and fights and wins. That's a conqueror. But when you are more than a conqueror, you don't even fight, yet you win. And that is the victory of the Christian life. Jesus fought the victory, uh, the, fought the fight, and won for us on Calvary. We are to become conscious of that truth, of that truth, not a fact. It is a truth. So we must become conscious of that truth and walk in victory. Every day, don't be scared. Nothing. The end result, we know the scores, the end scores. We know we have won. It's like watching a, a football or a soccer match, which is a replay. A replay, you're watching a replay, and you know the scoreline already. And the scoreline is that you have won. So why are you watching? Maybe in the replay, 
or in the when they played, you were you were losing, but towards the end you won. Okay, now it's a dead match, so you are watching. No matter how whether they scored first or second or whatever, the end result you know you won the match. So why are you now watching a dead match and you are still afraid when you know the end of the scores? This should not be. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So that is what David or God wants us to understand today. Now I know that God is with me. We must always live with this, with this at the back of our mind, with this proof at the back of our minds. And if we take note of the uh, first reading, uh, the, the, the gospel, he says, but as for the seed that fell on rich soil, they are the ones who, when they have heard the word, embrace it with a generous heart. Embrace what? The word. And the word of God is truth. John 17, 17. Jesus says, your word, O God, is truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. So if he says here, those who which fell on rich soil, they are the ones who, when they have heard the word, embrace it with a generous and a good heart and bear fruit through perseverance. Did you hear that? Through perseverance. They heard the word. They embraced it. They embraced God. The word of God is God. They embraced the truth. And the word of God is the truth. And when you embrace the truth, when you embrace something, it is with you. It's close to you. And the God who is with you, he is the same person you have embraced. So you are walking with that consciousness. And so trials, challenges will come, but you persevere. And what is the end result? You will bear fruit, mature fruit, fruit that will last. And that is what God is reminding us today. As you go about your duties today, be conscious of that truth. God is with me. Now I know. Not later, not yesterday, but now in the present. And God is, not God will be, and not God was, but he is. In fact, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is eternal, and he is with us. We pray for grace to be more conscious, always, to be always conscious of the presence of the Lord with us. Peace and joy is our portion as we have this consciousness, this truth. Let us meditate on the word of God always. The Lord is with you. God is with you. And you see, in the mass, the priest keeps saying, the Lord be with you. And you keep responding, and with your spirit. The Lord be with you. That is a reminder. That is a reminder that you are more than a conqueror. How can you be defeated? How can you fail when the Lord is with you? Facts may appear that you are failing, but as long as you remain united to the Lord, you embrace the word, the end result is clear. You are winning. May God help us to be more conscious of this truth. Now I know that God is with me. And let us remember, he is always with us. He is Emmanuel. God is with us. What a joy. Not Donald Trump, but God. Think about it. If Donald Trump is, think about it, you'll be so happy. How much, meanwhile, Donald Trump is also looking for the presence of the Lord. 
We have him always with us in the Eucharist. Friends, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never. Never is never. And that's come from Jesus. He is with us on the altar very soon. Very soon, we will encounter him. So let us make adoration a habit. This is to the blessed sacrament a habit. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with you. Have a wonderful day. Remain blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.